Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pop Culture University podcast, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I am your host, Petty Eminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. If it's not your first time here, I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Thank you so much for coming back. Um, my life recently has been wild. If you don't know, I just graduated college. I went to the Billboard Awards. I have had such a crazy time since school has ended. Um, I just gained, well, I just hit 1.3 million followers on TikTok. So that's very exciting. I've gained like 200,000 in the past month, which I'm so thankful for. And I have just been working really hard lately. Like I've had a lot of brand deals. I've been dedicating a lot of my time to that because sometimes these brands can be divas to work with. I've had other responsibilities. I've had my sister's wedding, which was a lot of fun. I've been going out with my friends a lot because it's the summer. And a lot of just like interesting things have happened when I've been going out lately. I don't know if you guys saw my TikTok this week, but I went to one of my city's gay bars and Violet Tchotchke and Gottmik, two of the biggest drag queens in the whole world, were there. And they pulled me on stage and had me like lip sync for my life in front of everyone. And me and Violet were like fighting. You can just watch my TikTok to see what happened. But my life has just been insane lately. And I feel like I literally need to like calm down. I need to like take just a few days off of like everything. And I like work out every single day because I'm insane. I feel like I just need to chill lately. I kind of am like, I don't know, my like heart has felt weird today. I feel like I'm having like heart palpitations or something. Like I feel like I just got like punched in the heart. And then I just watched Chelsea Handler's appearance on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And she said she was feeling what I'm feeling. She was kind of like describing the same things. And she went to the doctor and the doctor told her that a lot of people have been experiencing it lately where they feel like they got punched in the heart. For some reason, I was like, oh, my God, like, what if it's from COVID? Like, should I go to the doctor? But I'll just see how that, you know, works out. Anyway, let's get into the topics for today. So we're going to talk about, oh, my God, the Migos have broken up. The rap legend group, they broke up. Um, we're going to talk about why, all the beef going on with that. And it's kind of crazy. And then we're going to talk about Camila Cabello getting in a fight with, like, the whole world after she was booed at the UEFA Soccer Championships. Then we're talking about Dominic Fike from Euphoria saying controversial things about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. We're going to mention Elon Musk talking about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp as their trial comes to a close. And then we're going to talk about Ellen DeGeneres' show finally being over. But before we get into everything, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to follow because it is your favorite Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And post it on your Instagram story to let everyone know what amazing podcasts you're listening to. And yeah, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. So another depressing breakup in music has occurred as the Migos Migos have broken up. Broken up. I don't know. They always do those ad libs. So I was like doing an ad lib. Anyway, the Migos have broken up offset. 
if you don't know who the Migos are, they're just like a rap group. Offset is Cardi B's husband. Um, he has specifically left the group. And now the other two members of the group, Quavo and Takeoff, are making music by themselves under a new name, Unk and Few. Instead of the Migos, they're Unk and Few. And do you know why? Because Quavo is Takeoff's uncle. I never knew that. Isn't that like kind of crazy? The whole time they were in this rap group, I just thought they were all friends, but Quavo and Offset are cousins and then Quavo is Takeoff's uncle? I was like, how old are they? Quavo is 31 and Takeoff is 27. So I guess maybe like uh, Quavo's sister was a lot older than him or something. But anyway, that's crazy. So that's where their name is now, Unk and Few. But Offset unfollowed both of them. And so did Cardi B. So I guess the Migos are over. And it's so sad to me because the Migos had the best vibes. Like they just seemed like that chill friend group who were not about the drama. They were just about making good music, making the money, throwing their bands at the strip club and having a good time. And now they broke up after 16 years. Like, no one can stay together. Fucking Little Mix can't stay together. Jesse's fighting all of them, stealing their men, getting Nicki Minaj involved. Fifth Harmony couldn't even stay together. But we all saw that coming. It's just extra sad with the Migos, even more than, like, One Direction or anyone. Because they literally have Migos in their name. Like, Amigos. Like, Friends. So the Friends are just no longer. And that just made me sad no amigos not a mas poor k they have so many amazing songs if you guys don't know like motorsport bad and bougie walk it like it talk it and they just did type shit like they were one of the best-selling groups of the last decade and like a huge pop culture staple their songs would become viral trends viral memes if they released them during the tiktok era they definitely would have been dances so this breakup is actually like a really big deal a lot of people have been tweeting their like depressed thoughts about it Someone said, Amigos breaking up, worse than the Beatles breaking up. I mean, that's a little dramatic. Someone else said, Rap is dying. Thug arrested. Amigos may have split. Key died. Someone else said, Damn, this really the end of Amigos. Why would Offset unfollow Quavo and take off? And they got 30,000 likes. The world is freaking out over this. And apparently they broke up because Offset has beef with them. Of course. There, there always have to be some beef in the rap game. It could make really good music, though, if Offset makes songs about the Migos and Quavo makes uh, Quavo and Takeoff make songs about Offset. That could be great. And they give it back to each other and they both got hits. That sounds like a business plan to me. Anyway, Offset has beef with them, specifically Quavo, apparently, over new music. And he just wanted to go solo and thinks basically that he would do a lot better and be a lot more successful without them. So interesting. I guess that's why they have broken up. It doesn't seem to be like the most brutal of breakups. They did unfollow each other, which seems like pretty petty because they are grown ass men. But why follow someone if you don't like that? Maybe it's not. Maybe Offset can collab with Cardi now. Cardi needs to put out a damn single. It's been so long since WAP and Up. I love when Offset and Cardi collab. I love when husbands and wives collab, like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like that is, That's so fun to me. I think they're the best songs and the chemistry between them. The drunken love chemistry was iconic. I really like Clout by Cardi B and Offset. Type shit is good with them. Anyway, it's really upsetting to me that these people are no longer friends because I think they were a great example of friendship and it seems like a waste to end it. So what can we learn from this whole dispute, them not following each other after being literal family and being in a group together for 16 years? I think we can learn that friends are so important and you should really hold on to your friendships and work through problems. I feel like a lot of us easily want to let our friendships go if something happens. If 
there's an argument if friends disrespect you one time if there's some beef within the group you just want to like drop people you know it's like a thing to like quote unquote drop people and cut them off but i think we can learn to hold on to our friendships and work through problems because it is worth it at the end of the day your friends are so important and they've been there for you for so much so why would you throw away everything you've been through together just because your ego got in the way i think we should practice holding on to our friendships more Something with me is like, I hate when I lose friends. I feel like I don't really that often. But even if I just like have a like, not a falling out, even if we just kind of like grow apart, it makes me upset. I really don't like not being friends with anyone I used to be friends with and having that awkward tension if we're like allowed to speak again or message each other again. So I try to keep a really good relationship with all my friends, even if it's just like texting them, how are they every once in a while? And I think we should all try to hold on to our friendships. A little more at the end of the day that's what's important you don't want to look back when you're at the end of your life and think oh my god i wish i held on to that friendship i wish i still talked to that person i wish i spent more time with them so never end a friendship over something silly work through your problems because friends are worth it speaking of people leaving groups let's talk about camila cabello who left fifth harmony um she's kind of in a fight with the whole world right now she got beef with everyone not just her old bandmates she got beef with the whole world she performed at the UEFA Champions League final opening ceremony. That's a big-ass performance. Even people I didn't even know were into soccer were watching this. So even though I don't know just how important it was, I'm sure it's, like, just as important as the World Cup or something. Because the whole world is watching. I saw so many tweets about it. People were going hard. The soccer fans were the most excited they've ever been. It's, like, the Super Bowl to them. And they need a big performance. So they got Camila Cabello to perform. And the final game was set to take off in, at UK time because that's where it was at um, 8.15. But then it was pushed back to 8.30 because of some issues that were going on with Camila Cabello's performance that was pushing the game back and with the whole um, wherever it was held, the stadium that it was held. So people were super, super pissed that Camila Cabello was the reason that this soccer game that they've waited so long to see and are so excited about is now being pushed back. Even just 15 minutes was enough to infuriate them and want to boo this girl who just is trying to give a good performance. So Camila Cabello did like a medley of four for hits, like Senorita Havana, Don't Go Yet, some other hit. And people were cheering and chanting their own team's like fight song or whatever, or their own country's Star Spangled Banner, <laughs> their country's national anthem. So loud and booing Camila so loud that some people couldn't even hear her performance. And Camila thought she gave this incredible, amazing show stopping World Cup deserving performance. But then she watched it back and she realized she was pissed because no one could even hear her sing. How is anyone going to know she likes to be called Senorita? So she tweeted, playing back our performance. And I can't believe people were singing their team's anthem so loud during our performance. Like my team and i worked tirelessly for so long to bring right vibes and a good and give a good show very rude but whatever i'm glad you guys loved it and then put a lot of passive aggressive confetti blowing emojis and heart emojis people gave it right back to camila though they were not sympathizing with her they took no prisoner with her Someone tweeted, there's not a single person who watches football who gives two fucks about Camila Cabello's performance. Get rid of this nonsense. We're not Americans. This is football. Someone else said, can they also delay Camila Cabello's performance until tomorrow? Because I can assure you not a single football fan in the world cares. Someone else said, I speak for everyone when I say we don't give a fuck about Camila Cabello or the opening ceremony. Just get the game started. FFS. 
Of her dad, that means. So they booed her and she didn't even get to give her good show. And I really, really do feel bad for her. That's so awkward and so fucked up. Soccer fans are so serious, though. This means everything to them. This means more than their own health, their own family. I think a soccer fan would get upset if his wife was giving birth during this soccer game. He would have been like, seriously, just can you hold it? Like, can you wait? I think he literally would be pissed at his wife if that happened. So you can't really fuck with these soccer fans. Unfortunately for Camila, it obviously wasn't her fault that her performance was delayed. It's just a really awkward situation to be in. But have some decency and some respect. Give these performers the time of fucking day. Let her do a performance. She was asked to do it. They wanted to build some big hype for your big exciting game that you cared about so much so there could be more viewers and you're going to boo her when she tries to give you a good show. It's fucked up to me. And she's like a Spanish-speaking singer too. She was doing a lot of her songs from uh, Familia. So these Spanish-speaking football fans I thought would be more excited for her. And uh, Camila's really proud of her new album and her Latina heritage and the fact that this just went so bad for her. I feel really bad. So what can we learn from this? I think we can learn to respect performers. They're doing their fucking job. How dare you not even give her the time of day when her and her team spent so much fucking time trying to put this amazing show together that she was hired to do and you're going to boo her and not even listen? It's not like she was it's not like she begged to do this. She was asked to do this and us as the viewers should give the whole orchestra of people that it takes to put a show like that together some decency and respect. You wouldn't boo someone else who's just trying to do their job like a doctor or a lawyer. So why are you booing Camila, who's on stage just trying to do her job? It's so disrespectful to entertainers as a whole. I think people think just because they put themselves out there and that level of exposure that they can say and do whatever they want to them, but that is absolutely not the case. They're really putting themselves out there and making themselves vulnerable. And I think we should be extra respectful with performers because a lot can go wrong. A lot can change last minute in show business, you know? So always keep in mind having sympathy for the people on the stage and treat them how you would want to be treated. Chris Angel make dope disappear. Voila. Hit the gas, it got flames out the rear. It's a rest of the bag at the mill. Hide the dick like a BMX. No nigga wanna be my ex. I love when he going to it, cause he comes small when I see him left. I get upset or I turn offset on. I told him the other day, man, we should sell that porn. Yeah, Cardi B, I'm back, bitches. I Dominic Fike did something even dumber than giving Rue drugs in this season of Euphoria, and that is speaking his mind about the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial in the weirdest, most gross, disgusting, only that a straight man, the most deranged species on the planet would think of. I do not even know what Dominic Fike def- uh, identifies as, but he must be a straight man. He said while performing a show, quote, out of nowhere, for literally no reason, he said, I think Amber Heard is hot. I know it's not a popular opinion and it's not the focus at the moment, but I've been having these visions of her just beating me up and I think it's hot. So he wants to get beat up by Amber Heard. And then he said that he would love to get abused by her. Something is so fucking wrong with him. Is he scrolling on TikTok watching all these videos about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial and thinking, damn, she's shit in the bed. That's hot. Damn, shoddy. I want to get in that bed. 
Dominic, what the fuck? Take his, cut his mic. That's some gross shit. Ew. Hunter Shaver needs to come get her mans. She, he's just going to look past the whole, like, her being an abuser and, like, cutting Johnny's finger off and emotionally and physically terrorizing him just because she's hot. Absolutely insane to me. And it's so disrespectful to Johnny Depp, who is going through this trial in front of everyone after some traumatic shit that he's been through. And his career has been ruined. And he just thinks it's funny to say she's hot and I would let her abuse me. Insanity. Like, would that be okay to say about a woman's abuser? Would it be okay for someone to say, oh, Chris Brown is hot. I want him to punch me in the face like Rihanna. No, they would be over. No one should say either. Respect men who are victims of domestic violence too and stop dismissing their experiences. God damn. Yes, men are physically built stronger, and in, but in no way does that mean that they cannot be abused and that their stories aren't real. And yes, it happens a lot less often than women, but in no way can you make a joke out of, about it just because the woman who abused you is hot. Take that masochistic shit somewhere else and stop glorifying this. And this kind of goes along with the whole piece of evidence that was used against amber heard in this trial where amber heard said that um she was caught on tape saying to johnny go ahead johnny tell everyone that me johnny depp a man is a victim of domestic violence and see how many people believe you no one will believe you that he is just proving her right dominic fike is going on stage making a joke of johnny depp's abuse saying his abuser is sexy and that he would like to get all up in that I thought people from Euphoria were supposed to be woke. I thought they were the woke leaders, but I guess not. I kind of hope that's why Johnny Depp wins, because so many people do not take male domestic violence victims just as seriously. And Johnny's just been through so much and I think was undoubtedly abused. And I want to, you know, some justice, some justice to be seeked for him. And maybe this will help other male victims who are in a similar situation as them, allegedly to... um to just help them you know so that's what we can learn from this i believe i know it's like fun for people to hate on men but when do we stop seeing men as humans and start glorifying their abuser where's that line crossed it's absolutely disgusting we can learn to show all victims grace and kindness through something that has already been so traumatic for them and not joke about their real life horrible experiences so that's that anyway about the trial that's about to end elon musk gave his opinion Twitter daddy, he was supposed to testify, but, um, well, he was supposed to testify because Johnny thought that Amber cheated on him with Elon while they were dating. And Elon and Amber did date for a bit somewhere along the line. People were saying that Elon was her rebound from someone and he was called her billion dollar rebound or something like that. Sounds like a good rebound to me. I mean, why the fuck not? That's not why we don't like Amber. But um, he ultimately did not have to testify, but he did speak up about the whole thing. In a tweet, he said, replying to someone's take on the whole trial, because I think Elon, you know, he, he likes to add to the plot. He likes to stir things up. He needs to build some hype for his own app. So he responded to someone's tweet and he goes, I hope they both move on. At their best, they're each incredible. Sure, sure, Amber Heard's incredible. Amazing, Elon. He probably, he he just don't give a fuck. He just wanted to give some PR shit so people would get off his back and he can, like, give a period to the whole 
any sentence of people saying his name along with this trial. He says, boom, that's my thoughts on it, period. We're done. He gives no fucks. He has other things to worry about, like becoming the head troll of Twitter and blasting himself off to space before we destroy the earth with climate change. So this trial is in deliberation and this is the last week. So we should have a verdict any day now. I know the jury's like on a pause right now, but they're coming back tomorrow. Who knows when we'll get the real verdict, but the internet will explode. So just stay tuned for that. It is really the end of an era now, officially, you guys, because after all the talk about it, after the longest farewell season ever, the Ellen DeGeneres show is over. Ellen DeGeneres gave her last show three days ago, and it is officially done. Can you believe that the Ellen show is over? It really was a staple in pop culture in our everyday lives. I remember coming home at all ages from school and it'd be on at 3 p.m. and sometimes I'd get home at 3 p.m. and it'd be the first thing on and I would like love to watch it. Say what you want about Ellen about the whole work workplace scandal thing but I think she handled it so well and she kind of turned that whole thing around and gave a really positive final bow to her show and made the farewell season about something else and I do believe the show ended just because you wanted to not because of the whole workplace thing I think she was really smart for just putting on a brave face and continuing to make us laugh and be the Ellen that we love. And I do love Ellen. I can't. I do. Even through the whole workplace thing. She's so funny. She really did spread a lot of joy. She gave like $130 million away to deserving people and deserving charities. I love Ellen and her little lesbian outfits and lesbian hair. And, you know, I'm such an ally. So I of the lesbian. So I love Ellen. And what I think we can learn a lot from her through this whole last chapter about finishing strong, about turning a narrative around. It's never too late to make a different impression and leave a different mark on people just because you think you may be over or there may be a reputation or image painted of you. It is not over. The real you will come out. And I think the real Ellen did come out with her whole workforce, you know, eventually getting on her side and, so many of her employees staying with her and her having a great last season and having so many friends and doing a lot of good services for the world. So I'm really proud of Ellen for that. And the biggest thing I think we can learn from Ellen DeGeneres is her whole journey of the show in general. And now that the show is over, she gave a la- she gave a speech in her last few minutes on air, like the last three minutes. She said something to the crowd and she's just talked about being yourself and how that is the most powerful thing you can do. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Ellen used to have a sitcom. I forgot what it was called. I think it was just called like Ellen or something along those lines, something similar. And it was canceled after four seasons when she came out as a lesbian. And she could have lost everything, but instead her career went from already amazing to legendary when she came out and was herself. So I'm going to play this last part of her show. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again. If I've done anything in the past 19 years, I hope I've inspired you to be yourself, your true, authentic self. 
And if someone is brave enough to tell you who they are, be brave enough to support them, even if you don't understand. They're showing you who they are, and that is the biggest gift anybody can ever give you. And by opening your heart and your mind, you're going to be that much more compassionate. And compassion is what makes the world a better place. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I feel the love, and I send it back to you. Bye. I think that just goes to show to us that nothing is scarier than not being yourself. You're risking a lot by, you could be risking a lot by being yourself, but you're risking even more by never being yourself. When you truly be yourself, that is when the magic will happen. The world will open up in front of you. And I feel like some people are like, but I don't know how to be myself. You be yourself by listening to the voice in your head deep down that knows exactly what you want and exactly what you like and exactly who you want to be. And you have the power to start being who you want to be at any moment. Ellen's career really took off and made the biggest made it, you know, the biggest show in daytime history after she became herself. She almost ruined it by becoming herself, but then it became absolutely iconic because she was brave enough to do so. And she influenced so many other LGBTQ people and people in other communities who were worried about being themselves. And look at Lil Nas X too. His career went from amazing with Old Town Road and then he came out and it became even more astronomically successful with Montero and this whole era that he has. So I think these two people can really just teach us that the most powerful thing you can do and almost like the biggest cheat code to life and to success and attracting things that you want is being yourself. If you meet the vibration of what you want, it will come to you. If you put it out into the world and tell the world that you're ready to receive what you want, that's when you'll get it. And you do that by being yourself, if that makes sense. Being myself has helped me tremendously in life and I think is one of the biggest reasons and just a huge percentage um, of the reason for any success I have or anything I'm good at. It really sets you free and opens you up to a whole new world. And even if being yourself or facing something that is stopping you from being yourself is really hard, it's so worth it. So be you and your life will unfold exactly how you want it to quicker than you think. So we're going to end today's episode with an in with one more inspirational speech by none other than Jack Harlow. Yeah. Jack Harlow. Has he has ever said anything inspirational in his life that wasn't about, you know, getting in some girl's pants? I don't know, but I loved it. It was at one of his concerts this weekend and I think we can learn from it. Uh, a part of me, I'm a little bit of a Jack Harlow hater. I don't know if you remember my last podcast episode, but I said something along the lines of that. I think Jack Harlow should be bullied or something. And in this, because he's he's cringy to me. Sometimes he's cringy. You know, he gives me sometimes 12-year-old boy vibes. Like wannabe fuckboy, weird, almost like Zach hitting on Maddie in the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Like, hey, sweet thing. And it's just, he gives me childish vibes. I, I'm not obsessed with him. Anyway, a part of me is not the biggest fan, but I actually really am at the same time. And I really liked his speech. And in his speech, he said he used to be bullied. So maybe I was right. But he said how he, even though he's getting bullied, he was doing what he loved and being who he wanted to be. So he didn't let himself stop pursuing his dreams of being a rapper. And that gives him this confidence because he's always been himself and he always believed in who that person is. So we took a break from flirting to say something really inspirational on stage 
uh, during his tour that just opened about how the, how his wildest dreams came true because he just kept believing and worked hard. And then he told us to do the same. And I'll let him say this lesson because I agree with him. But this is also how we're going to end the show. So thank you guys for listening to Pop Culture University today. I love you guys so much. Make sure to rate this five star on Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you can rate it. Leave a cute little review. I'm, I don't like wine burping. Um, gross. Excuse me. Screenshot it. Put it on your Instagram story. Follow. It's your favorite Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And I clearly need to get something checked out in my chest. Something is wrong. Anyway, thank you for listening today. I love you and enjoy this. And I'll see you guys Wednesday. Okay, bye. I know there's a lot of kids out there in the crowd right now. And I want to tell you, anything you want in this life is totally in your reach. It's completely possible. I used to be standing in the same fucking spot as you right there. I used to be standing there watching someone else on stage. Whatever you want in this life is totally within reach. Go get it. Just focus and you can have it. I promise you can have it. When I was in high school uploading music, putting out mixtapes, everyone in this fucking city was making fun of me, dog. I swear to God, kids from other schools were making fun of me, laughing at me. I swear to God, no one wanted to take me serious. No one thought I would get to this point. I promise you, whatever you want in this life, you can have it. Just focus. It's all yours. I promise. And they, they can't tell you who you are. You know who you are. and You control the fucking narrative. They don't get to tell you what you are. You know what you are. And at any given moment, you can change what you are. It's your decision. So if you wake up tomorrow and you want to be someone else, be someone else. It's your fucking choice. This is your life. Whatever you want, wake up and go get it. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.